Welcome to Crispy Coated Robot Listens to an in-depth exploration into music's pinnacle recordings of the past. For this episode, Jim and George will discuss Steely Dan's landmark album, Asia. Hey, it's Jim. And it's George, and we are the Crispy Coated Robots, and today we're talking about this album. Tell me if you know what this is, Jim. Okay, all right, go ahead. Hang on. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. Hold on, hold on, George. I got uh, my keyboard. I know, that's that's Asia, A-S-I-A. Yes, Asia, 1982. No, we're talking about Asia, A-J-A, from Steely Dan today. You, and I appreciate the effort, and I appreciate you, you bringing your, your, your guitar in here to do that, but uh, uh, no, we're uh, doing... Well, I mean, I can I can talk about that. But yeah, but I, like I said, I appreciate the, the Steely Dan. Yeah, I, pre- I appreciate the extra effort, though. Yeah, can, can we do it next week? We can do it next week. We'll do it next week. All right, all right. Okay, bring a guitar next week. All right. Well, let me put all this. He's gonna put all that away, and we're doing, of course, Asia by Steely Dan, which was a, a, an amazing album released in September of 1977 by ABC Records, uh, and uh, just kind of took off. It was kind of rock. It was jazz. It had plenty of hits on there uh and steely dan is a kind of amazing almost uh uh different sounding group of the 70s wouldn't you say george when you hear steely dan on the radio you knew exactly who it was yeah and you know there as far as i can tell for my money there hasn't been anybody really since that uh just have those rich textures and and everything so yeah that that album it really kind of shifted like you said the the pretext of rock and roll to a, a smoother sound, uh, kind of more calculated pop jazz, if you will, and uh, and you know their their lyrics are always kind of tongue in cheek, uh, you know, hyper intellectual kind of stuff. But uh, and what's interesting is is both of these guys. So let's talk about Steely Dan. Yeah, it you have uh, Becker and and Fagan. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And then this album, it is all studio musicians. Oh yeah, and it's it's kind of amazing how they pick it. Like there's fourteen different solos on the song "Peg," uh, yeah. and there's there's just so many uh, things uh, that were put together for this album. So many people playing on this album, and you have a great product. And the thing about it, Steely Dan too, is what I mentioned about their sound. When they actually drifted from their sound, I didn't think it was Steely Dan. There's a song called "Dirty Work." I didn't know that was Steely Dan. It didn't sound like Steely Dan to me. My you know? brother. I don't know where he got this, but he's got the he bought the organ on that for, song for that song. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but wouldn't you agree on that song? It's like unsteely Dan. That doesn't sound like Steely Dan. That that was early, early Steely Dan. But this album, it's got that classic LA sound, which is interesting because both of these guys are dyed in the wool, you know, Brooklyn New Yorkers. Uh, and wh- one thing, you got to look at art in context, and this was kind of a gauntlet thrown down about what was happening in music with punk bands at the time. Um, you know, often very sloppy playing and, and this contrasts that because it is so calculated, uh, pop that it's, there's nothing else like it. And talking about the, the musicians on it, it, it's kind of like, you know, you've heard of fantasy football and things like that. Imagine if you could do fantasy football with musicians and I want the, best uh, drummer i want the best you know saxophone player for this and they would just kind of mix and match and they would get these guys into the studio 
and just they would get whole bands to try out this song. And then the next day, another whole new group of musicians trying out the same song. Over and, and, over and the amazing thing with this, this album, it was kind of a stairway to Asia the way they got there. If you listen to the albums before, especially the last album, yeah. Roll Scam, songs like The Fez, they were getting towards it closer and closer to this, this sound. And they had an unofficial third member of the band, too, that sings a lot on the songs, and that is Michael McDonald. Yeah, I yeah. was wondering if you're going to mention that. <laughs> and you know what they did to Michael? Peg? poor Michael McDonald? They made him sing every possible octave to every possible song. Yes, That's yes. why you get Grueling, that whole kind of it's, it's full. Beautiful. It yeah. still holds up. You know, they. it's been cited that this album, they actually do test recordings to on equipment. So you basically calibrate your equipment off of, the, off of this recording. Because it, it won a Grammy for Best Engineered uh, Recording uh, back that year. And it is pristine when you listen to it, too. So let's go ahead and, and jump into the first track, which is Black Cow, which uh, this the beginning has been sampled uh, by hip-hop artists and just the way it comes in, the background singers, yeah. female background singers. But enough of our talk, and let's listen to Black Cow. Black Cow. The staff of Crispy Coated Robots and Circus Joe Productions deeply and sincerely regret that hosts Jim and George are too cheap and financially insolvent to fork over the necessary funds for the music licensing for this episode. Should you decide, as we have, that their lack of commitment to this cause has put a proverbial burr under your saddle, and you want to hear the tunes discussed, please visit the hyperlinks provided in the episode notes. We apologize for this neglect, and wanton travesty of a presentation. But seriously what did you expect? Now on with the show. Yeah. <laughs> Take your big back car and I get can't out of here. Yeah. <laughs> what a classic here on the yeah. Crispy Coated Robots. Listen to Steely Dan's Asia. And if you remember, uh, you, you were talking about the hip hop uh, sample of Deja Vu, Uptown Baby. Yeah, uh, Uptown Baby. They, Uptown they actually Baby. credited uh, Becker and Fagan, Donald Fagan and, and Walter Becker, on that as writers. Well, yeah, well. And they're very picky about their hip-hop samples. I know Kanye West used Kid Charlemagne. He really wanted to use Kid Charlemagne. didn't want anybody else to sing it, so he used the actual recording. And I think he makes no money off a song he did called Champion. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it all goes to, to Fagan and Becker. They, everything. Hilarious. He was so into the sound of that song and making sure. And, and it's a great wow. song on, by Kanye, too. So. And, you know, talking about the content, the, the title of the song, Black Cow... Uh, you know what a black cow is? It's a kind of like a milkshake, it's right? A, it's a coke float, yeah, 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 or root beer float, you know, uh, depending. But uh, yeah, it was never released as a single, uh, but it earned a lot of uh, FM uh, radio airplay. Uh, just and it became a favorite, you know, uh, the whole time. So. You want to talk about track number two? Yeah, the title track. Title track, mm. Asia. Asia. You know, it's the longest song they, they ever recorded. It's about eight minutes. Yeah, it is. But uh, it, it doesn't feel like that because they sh they're going to shift gears quite a bit. And uh, But there's a, a high points of the, the song, uh, blistering uh, tenor saxophone by Wayne Shorter. And then... You have Steve Gadd, which you know I love. Steve, amazing Gadd, drum, yeah. From Fifty Ways to Leave Your Lover to all the stuff he did in the seventies, uh, and you know he's gonna go into this. He does it in one take, uh, and around the first of all, the whole band is playing live. The whole band plays live. It's not track. It, it is amazing too. And when you, we're both musicians, so when we like try to convey. 
to jam at the end, I say, think about the end of Steely Dan's Asia. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was my way to, yeah. to, that was my shorthand, you know. So around the, and I'm going to get really technical here, around the 457 mark of the song, drummer Steve Gadd, he's going crazy uh, on this solo, and he accidentally hits the drum rim, and it has a very unique wooden sound. To this day, drummers that I know and other drummers, they when they play the song, they attempt to recreate that little mis- yeah. misfire there uh, because it's such a part of the song, you know. But uh, let, let's do it. Yeah, Asia. Talk. From Asia, Steely Dan, right here on the Crispy Coated Robots. Listen to Asia. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes if you're into that kind of thing. We now return to Jim and George. Oh man, we yes. are back. Yes, dun dun, bloom, bloom, bloom. and it just it just kind of fades out. Gad still going strong, no end in sight. Yeah, you know, just a it's a suite of musical themes. It is so so good, and again, all of those played live. Uh, this is decades before Pro Tools and Auto Tune and and everything like that. So, in the same way, for those of you that don't know what Pro Tools is, in the way that Photoshop can conceal a pimple on a photograph or something pro tools can smooth over and correct and and things on a lot of recordings today but uh yeah, yeah. asia's amazing yes. song we are talking about the album asia steely dan it is crispy coated robots and we are on to now track three which is you call alabama the crimson tide they call me deacon blues deacon blues <laughs> you know jim you know i played uh, piano with my jazz group for all the way back to you know, yeah 2008 so typically we'll play anywhere from three and a half to four hours at an engagement. The last set, I always leave open as a reward for the, the members of the group. And so the, like the last 30 minutes or so, I'll take requests from them for what they want to play. And every single time, drummer percussionist Lee Bigelow will request Deacon Blues, <laughs> uh, which is funny to me because we've got a sax player. Yeah. Uh, Corey D uh, is, is the sax player. And, uh, you know, it, it has the line, I learned to work the saxophone. I, I play just what I feel. But Lee loves this song and will always ask for it. Um, and, uh, you know, another thing, it, it, the song sounds deceptively simple, but it's one of the most complex chord groupings of everything that I play in that, in that jazz trio. The descending chord clusters are, are really challenging and they're fun, but I, I, I earn my money on that song. And it's the second longest song on the album, just clocking in yep. under uh, Asia. So it actually, when you look at it, isn't this the first side of the album when it came in record form? I believe it was uh, uh, yeah, that's Black the, Cow, Asia, Deacon Blues. That's it. yeah. And yeah, there are those... only seven songs on this record. Right. So uh, let's get into it. Yeah, check out this this 12-second intro on the, on the track. It is the most distinctive openings in rock music. All right, Deacon Blues go. right here. I'm Crispy Coated Robots. Listen to Asia. Please pause the device player now to review the audio file link in the show notes. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. Oh. So, yep. Can we talk about that sax player, Jim? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Okay. So, when this song was nearly complete, Becker and Fagan knew that they had to have. When you talk about a sax player in a song, you got to have somebody that can pull it off. And they had a very specific sound in mind. The, the tenor sax played uh, on Johnny Carson's Tonight Show. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now the Jimmy Fallon show, but back then it was Johnny Carson uh, with Doc Saverinson's band. They made calls and they tracked down the performer, a fellow by the name of uh, Pete Chrysalid. And after taping the Tonight Show one night, he dropped by 
and he did it. He was done in 30 minutes. He did it on the oh, second man. take. So what, what we just heard was the second time he had heard that song, and, and I mean that he had played it. It's just amazing. The it's amazing. The caliber that they had of these guys. Deacon Blues, and if you're following us on the record, <laughs> turn over to side it's two. because to turn the record over. This yes. is uh, Crispy Coated Robots Listen to Asia by Steely Dan, and it starts off with the first, I think, really kind of, I mean, this is the, the bona fide hit of the album, wouldn't you say? Peg? Uh, well, definitely a hit, yes. But yes. this is like the most popular song, wouldn't okay. you say, from uh, Asia? Peg! And Michael McDonald in the background. Yeah. Peg! Yeah. I, I like, you know, I'm a fan of Josie. We'll talk about that in a, yeah, in a bit. But, but yeah, probably m- more popular. I see your picture. You're and, just going to keep singing it until I agree <laughs> with you. Okay, yes. I, I submit. I submit. Such a great time. And this is the song that had... Uh, then I saw some video of Becker and Fagan over a board just playing like 14 different guitar solos. They, oh, br- yeah. they brought in everybody. They they had Jeff Skunk Baxter, who was in the band uh, at the time and then yeah. left to join the Doobies. He actually tried and they had a couple other people. With, uh, Jay Graydon, I, I believe. Yeah, and it's it's crazy because on the album before, they used Larry Carlton on a bunch of stuff that sounded amazing. Oh, yeah. You know, his so, solos on Kid Charlemagne yeah, and Don't it, Take Me Alive. Those are people study those. Yeah, it, it's just amazing that they uh, they took the time out to because I mean everyone they played when they sat in front of that board sounded good to me. I was like, yeah, that's good. But you know they they wanted they had something in their heads, and as you know as musicians, George, you got that vision. You you know what you want to hear, and that solo is pretty amazing. Yeah, let's do it. It's time once again to pause in order to check out the music. Here's Jim and George once again. All right, that is Peg here on the Crispy oh, Coated Robots. Yeah. Listen to Steely Dan's Asia. Yeah, I you know we could listen to that one again. Are yeah, we allowed I wouldn't that? mind. <laughs> but we got to move on. You know, we got we got to pretend like this is 1977, and we're actually listening to the album. You I, and I are standing over the album. I want to ask you if you have you heard the the rumor that Peg is actually Starlet uh, Peg Entwistle who. Leaped to her death, killed herself from the Hollywood sign back in 1932. Have you ever heard that? No, I I thought Entwistle. I was thinking the Who when once you said the, that. The bass player of the Who. Yeah, no, I kind of no, got no, a little. No, uh, there was a starlet that uh, this part is I know is true. She killed herself jumping from the Hollywood sign back in in the 30s. Uh, and I've always wondered if if it's if that's who because they were big fans of that music and that. Whole it possibly could there. be. I think, you know, obviously all the, the references to photography and pin shots and models and stuff like yeah. that. I thought it was just kind of a model type yeah. thing, you know, but it could be. I don't know. Well, let's move on. Let's move on to Home at Last. Somebody Track number five yeah. or number two, if you're doing the album version. It's actually a Chicago blues tune inspired by Homer's Odyssey. You know, where Homer was away in, in uh, the Iliad and the Odyssey and everything and trying to get back home. Uh, but of note, Bernard Purdy of the Purdy Shuffle, uh, he listened to his drum beats. He does this uh, halftime funky kind of backbeat shuffle here. And uh, it is really spectacular. He's another one of those just superstar uh, session players. Uh, and uh, just yeah, don't even come close to. And this is, you know, it's like um, every song has kind of got a different feel to it and a really nice feel. This is a good one. Home at Last, right here, is Crispy Coated Robots. Listen to Asia by Steely Dan. Please press pause now. Welcome back. 
Here's more from Jim and George. And we are back. Can you believe, I guess you can believe, we're almost to the end of Asia by Steely Dan because there's only seven songs on the album, (laughs) but they're really great songs, and including this next one, which is uh, definitely a jazz one, and it probably has one of the best bridges because it really does feature Michael McDonald. It's called I Got the News. Yeah, and a tight little bounce on there, great little instrument breaks. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is the essence of, of Steely Dan for me. And then, my, yeah, Michael McDonald. It kind of switches. It just goes into this. Sounds like your foot's on fire. <laughs> it goes. Michael in, McDonald does it much better, folks. But it goes into this whole different type of bridge, and you're going to love it. So sit back and listen to Enjoy. I Got the News yes. Here, Asia, as we listen to Crispy Coda Robots to the Steely Dan album. You know the drill by now. Pause here. Listen to the track and come back. Welcome back. Here's Jim and George once again. There you go. I got the news. You know, I, I never noticed it before, but those ending chords, they kind of remind me of the opening breaks of Deacon Blues, the kind of the movement in, in there. Such a feel to the albums, too. Every one of their albums has got a nice feel to it. And that was I Got the News. As the Crispy Coated Robots, we listened to Asia Steely Dan. We are up to our last song because there's only seven songs on this incredible landmark album from right. 1977. And it is one of George Padgett's favorites. Josie! Josie. We actually played this song uh, from time to time, and it's always a lot of fun. This was uh, uh, Becker's favorite tunes, one of his favorite tunes to play live. It's kind of a, a bluesy thing. And, and unfortunately, uh, he passed away um, due to a cancer. Um, I, I want to say it was uh, 2017. He got throat cancer during a routine checkup. And four months later, uh, you know, it killed him. Uh, he, you know, was very aggressive with the uh, intense chemotherapy, but, uh, you know, unfortunately is no longer with us. I did see Steely Dan after without him. I uh, saw him a few years ago. Yeah. And uh, it was still great, but, you know, you could sense that there was a certain uh, element, if you will, that, that was missing. Yeah, and uh, I saw I saw them in concert with him, and I, I thought it was pretty amazing uh, to see them actually live because it was one of those periods where, you didn't know if they were going to go back on tour again, and then they started releasing solo albums, and then they started releasing an album again. It's like, oh, okay. When I started listening to Steely Dan as a teenager, I was like, wow, this guy is just the greatest guitarist ever. He's got so many different styles. And <laughs> I didn't know that they were doing all this stuff that we've been talking about, you yeah. know, where they had like, you know, 100 guitar players play and let's pick the best solo. I was like, this guy's he's the greatest guitar ever. So do you have any story about who Josie is like you did on Peg? Uh, I think it's the same person. I don't don't have a story. I'm sorry. All right. Let's listen to George's favorite song on the album, Josie from Asia, Steely Dan. Right here is the Crispy Coated Robots. Listen to Asia. This should be the last time that you have to pause this. I promise. And now here are some final thoughts from Jim and George regarding this episode's selection. Woo. That's a great album. You know. Yeah. Fine album. Still holds up. Uh, You know. And a lot of those tracks that we've played today get uh, regular airplay. So that's, you know. I think classic rock stations now basically play all these songs. I'm probably home at last that I've got the news of the ones I don't hear in Asia. But Black Cow, Deacon Blues, Peg, and Josie are pretty much mainstays of classic yeah. rock radio. So I want to tell you, the they were planning to tour this album when it first came out. Uh, back in the 70s, and they had assembled a live band, and they they had rehearsed, and they got everything uh, pretty much ready, 
And then it all fell apart when the backing musicians found out what each other was being paid. Ah, yes. And that's... it's like, why is that guy getting so much more? And they never toured this album, unfortunately. Oh, wow. That's so terrible. They just, so it must have been really, really bad. So I'm surprised MCA Records didn't, you know, even things out, you know, at the time. Give people more pay? I think already the insult that you would be paid twice as much as me for the same job or so, I, I don't know. But one but, of the uh, biggest acts of the year, I think this was this was their this was their album when they dominated the, the you know. Oh yeah, absolutely. But anyway, so yeah, that's kind of that's kind of sad. But we get, we both got a chance to see them. That's the yeah. positive thing to take from it. And uh, we always have this album. Now, always- I will say whenever they came through and I saw them at the Smart uh, Financial Center, the musicians seemed happy. So uh, everybody's getting paid the same. I think everybody's happy with the wage they're making. So that's that's good news. So they learn from their mistakes. You know. So we appreciate you listening. Uh, actually, listen today to us listen to Steely Dan's Asia, <laughs> and we'll listen to more albums. That's what we do. We, That's what we do and every we, week. And we have our podcast that drops every Tuesday, too. It's the Crispy Coated Robots. We do some great ty- top five lists that we have to send into the future to, to save, save yeah. the future. Yeah. So, I mean, check it out. It's available everywhere. Everywhere you listen to podcasts, you can find the Crispy Coated Robots. That is true. And... Just uh, a note, be well, be kind, and find a way to invest yourself in others. We'll talk to you next week. This program has been a meaningless amalgamation of crispy-coated robots under the direction of Circus Joe Productions. Copyright 2020. All rights reserved. Copies of this broadcast transcript are not available because you should have been paying more attention to the show while it was playing. You only have yourself to blame for that. Email Jim and George at crispycoatedrobots at gmail.com to inform them of what they got wrong and all the parts that you liked in the event that such a thing like that occurred. And finally, be sure to check out Crispy Coated Robots on their free weekly podcast available every Tuesday at crispycoatedrobots.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. The future is counting on it.